Hello and welcome, welcome to Beyond Love, Sex and Other Drugs. This episode is hugely exciting for me. I'm Cass Thomas and welcome to the show. I'd like to introduce you again to my co-host, Mr. Monish Malotra. Hi Cass and hello listeners. How are we today? Today, the first day of the rest of our lives. And how did we get so lucky? (laughs) Today's episode is called Mild to Wild. And we are joined by the exciting, the exuberant, the delicious, the delightful, and the handsome, let's just say it, Dr. <laughs> Dane here. Dr. Dane here, co-founder of Access Consciousness, best-selling author, and lo- very famous around the world. And in addition, just so you know, a delicious, delightful, kind, beautiful, beautiful being on this planet. Hello, Dr. Dane. Hi, guys. And- <laughs> Thank you. What a pleasure it is to be with you both. Thank you. And it's a pleasure to be with you always. And you're always with me. I do so many classes around the world and people are like, is Dane here? You just keep talking about him. I'm honored. (laughs) Is that a mouse in your pocket or is that Dr. Dane? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a unicorn. And (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, the horny one. <laughs> <laughs> the horny uni. That's the, one of the nice things about unicorns. They're always horny. This is one of their gifts. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> haven't, you, haven't you ever seen the thing on top of their head? <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be a show. Watch out. <laughs> the horn. Let me just explain that for listeners. They have a horn on their head and horny, you know. Which is also right. for the for the UK public, Randy. <laughs> so I wonder if there's any unicorns called Randy. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. In hey, what's your name? Something Randy. Randy, Randy. <laughs> Randy means like a slut. <laughs> you know, we're we're calling this. Sorry to interrupt you guys. We're calling this mild to wild, and it, it's so funny because. Uh, so many of us are living our lives in, in a mild way. Uh, and uh, wild is really who we are, is what I get. And, and how much, what is that mild to wild for you, Dr. Dane? Well, I mean, I'm a living example of it, I would say. It's like I was trying to be mild. And for me, mild is trying to fit in, never do anything you're not supposed to, trying to do what's right, never what's wrong trying to do what's good, never what's bad, and never have too much fun, and never enjoy your life too much, and never ruffle any feathers, and never step outside of the box. And for me, the wild came when I I had my first Access Consciousness session 19 years ago. And uh, what it did was I had the session of, of Access Consciousness bars, and I was, before that, I literally had planned a date to end my life. I was depressed and suicidal. 
an hour and 15 minutes later, I get up off the table from this session and with gratitude and joy and tears streaming down my eyes for how beautiful the world can be. And I realized that our attempt to make ourselves continuously mild is killing us because like you said, that is not what's true for us. So essentially what we're doing is we're trying to live a life that is not true for us, trying to color in the line, color within the lines and stay within the boxes. And what we're here for is to break down all the boxes and color outside the lines brilliantly and beautifully. And that's what makes us unique. You know, I always say to people, what is your particular brand of magic? Because to be like everyone else, those roles are already taken on this planet, right? <laughs> so true. And there are, there are lots of people doing it a lot better than we ever will. Let's put it that way. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> like when we try to pretend to be a cow and dress in a cow suit, and then we say, man, <laughs> everyone knows. <laughs> exactly. Well, the way I like to put it is most people are actually dragons who are wearing chihuahua suits, you know, and so they're like, <laughs> rather than get out of my way, you know, and it doesn't, and here's the funny part is, is we have so many, we have so many judgments, we have so many points of view about what's right and what's wrong and not to be too much. And what's interesting is we have this idea that if we're too much, then other people will shrink, other people will be less. But what I found is when we're too much, when we're wild in the way that we can be, it actually inspires the people around us to become greater. So we have told, we've got this one 180 degrees. Our wild inspires others. It does not diminish others. And it empowers others. And this, this we need to recognize because us pretending to be sheep, us pretending to be cows, us pretending to be chihuahuas, us pretending to be just drones walking around doing the same thing everybody else does is not creating a greater world. It's creating more of the same shit we've had forever. Let's do something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember when I first, my first session with you over 10 years ago, and I didn't want to disturb you. I didn't want to do the session. And then you said, look, let's go, Cass. You're doing this session. And I look at you and I start telling you something. I don't even remember what it was. And you said to me, whoa why am I feeling more comfortable with you now than I've ever felt? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I usually don't let people see <laughs> that much of me. <laughs> so how much, like you said, is the mild actually boring us and boring others? And if we were willing to be wild, and it doesn't mean do wild, be wild would actually yes. make us feel more comfortable. Yes, and I would say mild is a recipe for boring yourself to death quite literally. And I still remember that session 10 years ago. And I remember it was a tiny little hotel, I think it was in Florida, you know, or not tiny hotel, but we were, we were in a much smaller room then than we are in access classes nowadays. You know? And um, I had the freedom to be there and do sessions. And, and I still remember doing that session with you and the way you allowed your universe to melt and reform. And it was, it was awesome. It was just, I was like, there's my sister from another mister right there. And Hello, brother from another uh -huh. mother. <laughs> right? I'm like, this woman is wild in the best of ways. This is friggin' awesome. Let's go. Because what happens is when you have somebody on the other side willing to receive it, also willing to perceive it and, and contribute to it, that's when we get to be it. And this is what we're really missing in the world is people who perceive us and receive us with no judgment and who are willing to allow us to be as much of an of a undefined quantity as we need to be in the moment. You know, which is where I talk about the, the dragon, you know, or, or whatever analogy you want to use. It's like, 
when we have somebody who's willing to be that on the other side, number one, that inspires us. But also when we have somebody who's not judging it, who's willing to perceive it, who's willing to receive it, and who comes more alive from that, that's what we need more of. We're talking with Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness and from Being You. The Being class is amazing. Best-selling author. I'm Cass Thomas and Monish Malotra. I have been talking and I, I could just go on and on forever with Dr. Dane. I love him. So I know you have some stuff too, my baby. Come on. Come on with it, baby. Come Thank on. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Dane. And you know, this thing that Dr. Dane spoke about, this mild is killing us and we are the dragons. So that's exactly what was happening in my life uh, before I found out about access consciousness and the tools and the classes. Um, I've spoken about this before. But I used to use a lot of drugs and sleeping pills and every possible thing to numb me down. And there was a night that I woke up with my bed on fire, literally. And I was like, oh, am I in hell already? What's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) They found me. They took me too soon. (laughs) Exactly. And who knew I was the dragon who was burning myself with, with all the wild and all the potency. And I do remember coming to the first ESV last year, speaking to Dr. Dane about all kinds of dark issues. I have stolen from my uncle, and this, and that, and that, and that. And then there, there was a space about receiving abuse and doing it to others. And the space that Access folks and Dr. Dane and the ESV class created was like, okay, better out than in, and now you're home. So how many people actually are not acknowledging that they're literally, literally almost dead, just waiting for that drop down dead date. And thanks to the tools and you, we have another hope. And now we're trying to resonate that vibration onto the planet where we go, with who we be, and the tools that you share. Well, I thank you for receiving it, both of you, and also taking it forward, you know, truly paying it forward and, and inviting people to step into that. And, you know, what, what keeps being this recurring theme for me is this, you know, I wrote that book, Being You, Changing the World, um, but it really is because what really changes everything is us truly being us. And um, the thing about that is we we place so little value on what is true for us and what's true always makes you lighter. What's true for you always makes you lighter. A lie for you always makes you heavier. And so as you, most people are living lives that are really heavy and they don't even realize it. Like one day I said to, um, I, I was talking to my mom or talking about my mom actually in a class. And I was talking about how unhappy she was. And she went, why do you keep saying I'm unhappy? I'm happy. And I was like, this is happy for you. Seriously. And she's like, yeah, I'm happy. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And I didn't understand it until I did a session on a lady um, at an intro class several years ago, who's now an access facilitator. And one of the, and I just follow the energy. I show up and see what we can change. And I asked her, I said, if you could have anything out of this, what would it be? And she went, huh, I'd like to have all of me and I'd like to be happy. And so I asked her, when was the last time you were truly happy, like as exuberant and, and out of control as you could be? And out of control is not what we think it is. It's not dancing on tabletops. It's where you're not controlling yourself with judgment. And I said, when were you this last, this exuberance 
that you know you are. And she went back and went back and went back and went back and kept looking back, 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 back. And she went, oh my God, three years old. Now, if you had met this woman, you would have said she was happy. She was happier than almost anybody else I had met. But she realized that it was such a diminished happiness that she was living. And that's what people are living around us so much. And so what she realized she had done is, you know, year by year, she had cut it off, cut it off, cut it off, and diminished that happiness to the point where what was happiness for her now was so much less than it was at three years old. Well, the beauty of it was we were able to start changing it during that session. And if you meet this woman now, she truly is happy. She's got this exuberant energy to her. And this is where the magic is really, is, is us being able to be us to such a degree that everything we touch starts to lighten up and also the people around us start to lighten up because they start to be able to get in touch with what's true for them because what's true for you always makes you lighter. And, you know, we exude that um, energy and thanks to these uh, amazing tools of access, we're even able to articulate them. <laughs> right? Good point. Put it into words, right? Yes. Um, but this that you said that, that people um, don't even realize that they're heavy. Uh, I, I still remember. And uh, guys, if you're listening, if you're just coming on now, we're talking uh, with Dr. Dane here. Um, author of Being You, Changing the World, and many other, Return of the Gentleman. Um, and I, I just want to say, uh, Dr. Dane, that we did a, a session on a table once in a class, and I couldn't reach me. And uh, I made the demand that I've got to be able to reach me. It's okay if other people can't reach me, but I've got to be able to reach me upon my request. So this session that you're talking about that you did with the woman that you're asking people, and maybe we can ask our audience too, their listening audience, that please, um, as Dr. Dane said, go back in your awareness. And when is that moment when you were wild? Are you being mild in your life now? And when is that moment that you were happy, that you were exuberant, that you were feeling, right, Monish? Absolutely. Absolutely. And also... Dr. Dane is a maestro of energy and bodies. So maybe we could even look at how are some ways that we actually start locking these things into our bodies and create these boxes. And we don't even know about all these points of view that exist because that's the biggest challenge. We don't know that this shit is there. Either we're ignoring it or we put it or we locked it somewhere. So Dr. Dane, would you like to just... Just the important thing to know, and this is what we're inviting people to with this show, with this conversation, amazing, is that you have it. Even if you don't know it, you have it. And if you go back and identify it, right, look for it, um, then you can start expanding upon that. When I first perceived in a different way the energy in my body after that session in, on, in the class, First, I thought I was having a heart attack because I felt space and energy moving in my body. I was like, oh my God, oh my, what's going on? Oh my God, I'm alive. I must be dying. Help. <laughs> and, and it was felt like something that's simultaneously so new and yet so familiar. And so when is it that we decide and, and why? I know we don't usually like that, that question, but to decide to cut that off, Dr. Dane. Well, I think there's, there's two aspects we need to look at. And one of those, one of the ideas that we tell people in Access, because we found this to be very true, is that 98%, at least, of your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, and your points of view about the world don't belong to you. 
And you're like, well, then who do they belong to? Everybody else around you. But you're so energetically aware that you start picking this stuff up from the time you're conceived, really. Or we could say born, if that makes it easier for some people. But what happens is, like, let's look at little kids. They come in. They don't have a judgment. They don't have a right or wrong point of view. They're just like, hi, how do you weirdos do it on this planet? And from that moment, what you're doing is you're sticking out your energetic feelers to perceive how reality is lived here. And so what we do is before we're even two years old, we've developed basically the energetic imprint of our parents' points of view because we're closest with them, our brothers and sisters, our close family members, and anybody who's been around a lot. And like I did a class for kids. It was kids only. And um, I did this class for kids. And we had everybody from four years old to 18 that was part of this class. No adults were invited because I wanted to move as fast as kids can because kids tend to move a lot faster than adults because they don't have so many fixed points of view, theoretically. Um, And what I I was very surprised because I had a five-year-old asking a question And they were asking a question, and I know the five-year-old's parents, and I was like, oh my God, this kid has already become his parents at five years old. So when we say why, and when we say, you know, when did we decide this, we have to recognize most of the, the foundation of the limitation. We didn't decide cognitively. We were just around it so much that we believe it's ours. And the analogy I like to use is this. Like if you spent 30 years of your life swimming in carrot soup, you know, somebody would pull you out, you'd look like a carrot, you'd smell like a carrot, you'd taste like a carrot, but you're still not a fucking carrot. So it's like that. We're swimming in this carrot soup of everybody else's realities. And now, because we're not seeing any other aspect or possibility of reality, we're not seeing anybody else living a different reality. We're not seeing anybody being wild. And the people that try to do wild in the world that we know right now are trying to do it usually in resistance to the mild that everybody else is doing and doing it from resistance is not being you either. So what would truly be wild for you beyond this reality that you know? And what I found is one of the things that would truly be wild is not judging ourselves and not judging anyone else. And so we start by swimming in the carrot soup of everybody else's realities. Well, how do we make it so we don't have to continuously think into these points of view and think what mom thinks is right and what dad thinks is right. What we do is we take, I don't know if I can describe it appropriately. I, I can describe it more when somebody's had some more access consciousness because there are other terms I can use. But if we speak really generally, it's like you find a way of taking this concept and construct and solidify, <clears throat> excuse me, solidifying it. And then you lock it into your body. It's like you go, okay, I'm going to make this part of my body and my reality now so I don't have to think about it anymore. And we have ways of clearing that in access, of course. Um, we have ways of clearing so many things. But if we can recognize that, and if you can ask yourself, like this lady did, when was the last time I was truly happy and truly being me? And it may be one year old. It may be three months old. It may be five or six or seven. It doesn't matter. But if it's like you said, if you can get a sense of that, then you start to get a sense from everything that has occurred from then until now or or how you were different energetically from then until now or happiness wise from then until now and you start to get a sense of at least what you've done to yourself or what you actually are that you're pretending not to be and this becomes one of the things that we can access again if we allow ourselves to from that awareness that I love what you said Cass that you already have this and I would add to that you already are this 
And then we look at that and we go, well, yeah, but why does it seem like 99% of my life is not that? Well, that's exactly it. That's what we learn to do in this reality is become the sheep, become the drones that are programmed just like everybody else. We got to undo the programming basically. But how does that occur? By making different choices primarily because our choice creates and what we've learned to do is choose only what other people would choose or think is appropriate to choose. You got to get over that point of view if we're going to be as wildly happy, joyous as we actually are. And one other thing, I know I'm talking a lot. I tend to do that. You both know this. I apologize. Um, Pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. You're very kind. Thank you. Um, The thing that I was saying about what we don't see is we don't see somebody being different in the world, like somebody who's out there enjoying their life, has ease with their relationships, has great friendships, has ease with money, has ease creating, and is wild on their own terms, not wild in resistance to everybody else's terms. We don't see that, which is also why you being you and being that is such an amazing gift because what you don't realize is you walking through the world and people perceive you differently, and that becomes an invitation for them to know, wait a minute, it is possible. I can actually have that too. Wow, this person is really cool and they have money and they're happy and they're nice and they're not being mean to other people. Whoa, I didn't know that was possible. Okay, I'll have more of that. And we become the inspiration for other people to know it's possible. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you so, so much. So you're saying we could actually be you. We could, one should be you and we could change the world. Are you saying something like that? Yes. I, 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 a buddy yes. of mine wrote a book. My brother wrote a book like that. <laughs> If you want to check it out, you can find it on accessconsciousness.com. Lots of information about Access, the shop. You can find it on Amazon, and you can also find it on drdanehere.com. It's H-E-E-R, Dr. D-A-I-N-H-E-E-R. And Dane is here. Dane in the house. Can I ask you guys, I want to ask you both a question. And I know it's maybe a contradiction of what I said before. Um, is it? Do you believe it's possible that people have actually never experienced that wild, that joy, that happiness they are? I'm just thinking about, you know, kid, unwanted children. Uh, they're born, they're ignored, they're never embraced. Uh, they're uh, maybe abused, and abuse can be physical, emotional, sexual, or it could be just ignoring, right? Is it, so I know that we as beings, for me, I know this, okay? I know that we are joy. That's who we are. But have, when we ask people sometimes to go back and when was that moment that they weren't, that they were being themselves and happy, um, is it, does it ever happen that someone can't find it? Monish, you want to answer that and then I can add to it? Sure. Uh, my sense is that we tend to forget that we once were it and being it and then solidify those lies and compound those with everything that is around all the screens and blanks and veils and curtains. Um, the, some of the things that you said, Cass, like I heard my parents saying, we didn't really want you or those things. Having said that, yes, I do have memories of those. But on the other hand, I knew I didn't really want to be home ever. I woke up in the morning, I go to my neighbor's house. They had a television, our house did not. So I was like, please open your house. I want to watch TV. And like, I was out. I didn't. <laughs> damn about it so my sense is this that yes we, we we may pretend that we never had it I think we always had it that's why we came here with to spread it does it make sense and I agree and also I it's there 
and I, I also have the sense there are people who, like Monique said, we forget. And I think there are a lot of people, I mean, if you, if you haven't had it for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, it's like you forget, but, but it's like you said, it's true for us as beings. And this is why, you know, in working with people, it's like I found this way of getting them to be able to access their being, which is also why I wrote the book, because I found it actually worked to get people, if, because if we, if we try to hit it head on, for a lot of people, it may work. Let's say for half the people listening, it may work where they go back and they're like, oh, there was a time. Okay, I get it. For another certain percentage of the people, it's going to be, no, I don't have that. But if you can ask them questions that are not about, remember when you were happy, which which is a good, you know, a general starting point. But if you can ask them different questions that are not hitting it head on, but are like, Oh, what about, what about this piece of information you can get to by asking the question? What about this piece? They start to be able to recognize that there is a thing called them. There is a being called them. And this being actually has a sense of space. It has a sense of ease. It has a sense of joy and it has a sense of different possibilities. And so if we can do that and recognize this is available, then it becomes a matter of, okay, cool. How do we do this for this particular person? And that's sort of what the Being You book is about people going on their own journey of that, but also the access classes. And the reason I'm bringing those two up is not as a, a sales pitch. Um, it's more to let people know that there are these resources out there, these these ways of getting to what you guys are talking about and have been talking about and what we're talking about today, that these, these, there are ways of getting there, no matter how far you feel like you are from what you actually are as a being. Can I just say that Monish and I met about a year ago at um, the Being You one day class I facilitated. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. In, uh, in Delhi. Exactly <laughs> that. Go there. And, uh, and uh, we have just been, you know, playing and, and enjoying ever since. And, and we, um, we invite uh, people uh, to explore some of the tools um, of access. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. The classes are amazing. Uh, if you are listening to this at the end of August, you, there is an ESB. They mention that uh, Energetic Synthesis of Being class with Dr. Dane off the hook. Um, but the the thing is that uh, with the access tools, uh, what you are able to do is clear some stuff for yourself and allow you to uncover you, you know, again. But let me just say something else about the access classes that I particularly love. I've never ever in an atmosphere with so many people who are asking questions, who are willing to change. Now, they may not, they think they want to change. Some of them do. But even that, you know, that kind of space. So if you're surrounded by sad people, if you're surrounded by heavy people, judgmental people, critical people, get yourself to an access class because there's, it's an energy that is inviting question and change. And so many of us are really um, surrounded by density and that's not who we are and what, how can we go back into those atmospheres or forward into those atmospheres with a different lightness from that mild to wild and inspire the people that are in our family, our partners, our children to also experience theirs. No. I love that. 
And what you said is so true. So many of us are surrounded by so many people choosing heaviness, density, right, wrong, judgment, all of it. And and you start to, when that's all you see around you, you start to believe that's the world and that's the only choice for the world. And being in one of these classes where people are like, excuse me, um, I would like something different. You know, I'm willing to have something different. Changes your whole perspective. And, and you realize, okay, this thing that I've been surrounded with is not the only choice, not the only possibility. It's truly inspirational. If you have never got your bars run, uh, there's, Do it. <laughs> there's thousands, there's almost millions by now of people around the world who um, run them. Um, and it really, it's a lovely, relaxing um, head massage and it could change your life. And just getting rid of the density and stuff. I grew up in Boston, uh, Massachusetts. Enough said. All right. <laughs> well, end of new <laughs> sentence, right? New, new paragraph. <laughs> Um, and just really um, currently living in, in Rome and enjoying my life. And I, you know, in these 10 seconds, I thank both of you for contributing uh, to that, uh, to me enjoying my life. And please know if you're listening that uh, there's hope. Keep hope alive. Yes. That's all I'm yes. saying. Keep hope alive. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Testify, sister. <laughs> you're not alone. You don't have to be alone. <laughs> exactly. And that really is it, you know, and, and the three of us and the thousands of access facilitators around the world, like we have this point of view. And it's an interesting thing to have been living this reality as we see it, you know, trying to get it right in this way and trying to get my relationship right and trying to get this right and feeling so wrong. And, and then coming out of that to this space of finding out what's true for us and it's like, we just want people to know it's possible. And so many people say they desire something different, but they don't realize how different it can get, how fast, because we're so used to things taking so much time to change. And man, the fact that I literally never contemplated killing myself again after an hour and 15 minute access bars session showed me change can be as fast as I always knew it was. And I think that's one of the other things that people get out there in the world is they get really discouraged because they look at and they know somewhere how much needs to change or that they desire to change. And they just, it's like they try all kinds of things and they work for a little while and then they don't work anymore. And they sort of give up hope that it can be as fast and as dynamic as, as they desire it to be. And the three of us are here saying, uh, no, it is, it can be, this is a choice we have available. We just have to choose it. Yeah, and we we have a um, lot of listeners uh, who have had drugs as the only wild in their lives, you know, and yes. uh, that um, being uh, uh, liking lesbians, liking gays, liking bi's, um, LGBTQI community is very supportive of, of us too. And how much do people use love, right, as their crutch? as opposed to uh, as their step on a ladder to go uh, somewhere else. I don't know if, uh, so our, st our show is called Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs. I know you know that. And this, what we're talking about, is uh, really quite beyond. I don't know if you want to. Well, <laughs> I would love to, Manish, whatever you've got too, because I've got a lot to say on that subject. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I talk a lot already, so. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For, for me, for drugs especially, was 
a parallel universe where I didn't have to judge myself. And I was trying to create that space where I could just be and do. And even if it meant my body might die or might kill myself, but I had total expression of freedom. And fast forward to all those years today, I know that actually it depends on what kind of choice you're going to make. Are you going to make that choice upon your tombstone? Is it going to be a posthumous, posthumous kind of a success story? Or are you going to make a different choice in these 10 seconds or today or tomorrow and come out of that little crack of the addiction? See that little, you know, sunshine. Well, when I have so much to say about this, you know, um, recently when you were in Delhi, Dr. Dane, I asked you for your contribution that it's illegal to be gay in India. And uh-huh. the class mm-hmm. contributed and three months later, it was, it was changed for, and it took like 30 years. Yeah. And it was done in three months. And the judge yeah. apologized and says that democracy comes from the ashes of the gay. Hallelujah. So it's really one question and making that choice and having that trust in you and the universe that has your back and how can that create a different space of how you love yourself and breaking that parallel universe and being here and practicing that muscle of being here more and more and more and more. Yes. And enjoying it though. Here's the other thing. Um, and then I'll talk about love cause I have a lot to say on that. Um, <laughs> but here's the other thing is, is we have this weird friggin' idea, especially when you're in the hole. Okay. So let's say you're doing drugs and whatever, and you know how it is. It's like, while you're on the drug, you're like, yes, everything is good. Awesome. And you wake up the next morning going, Oh shit. Why did I do that again? You know? So you're in and out, in and out. And so in, we have this, we've been told, we've been taught, we've had it hardwired that it's going to be very difficult to change this very tough thing that you're experiencing and to get over it is going to be a lot of hard work and you're not going to be happy along the way, but you might maybe possibly be happy after you're through with this entire experience you must go through to show how bad you are and get over it. Bullshit. No. The way it actually works is you start getting happier and lighter, happier and lighter, happier and lighter, happier and lighter, at least with access tools. Um, I'm not going to speak for anything else out there because that was not my experience with anything else out there. But with access tools, you get lighter and happier, lighter and happier. And do you have down days? Yeah, but they don't go nearly as far down. And the general trajectory of your life just goes up and up and up and up and up. And it's not that it's perfect and you're always happy, please. I wish I were always happy. I'm not. I do my best though. Um, and I'm happy most of the time, much of the time. Um, but it's really this thing where it's changing this stuff that we want to change. It's not the hard work and the drudgery that everybody thinks it is, at least not with access tools. It, it truly is about following that path of lightness and what is true for you makes you lighter. Let's get in touch with some of that so you can start choosing it even on a small scale and get lighter and lighter and lighter. Because once you realize you can choose some of that, that's when the excitement begins. Because then you're like, wait a minute, the universe is not a big black hole and I'm at the center of it and I am the black hole at the center. Oh no, there's actually lightness. Okay, well, I want more. And that's what you start to become addicted to, quote unquote, which isn't really an addiction, is the desire for more lightness in your life and more of a sense that everything is cool and you can have a different choice. And 
Now, regarding love, I will try to be as very fast as. No, don't be, don't fast. worry about being fast. I just want to okay. say I made that I made that promise to you about I'm going to choose as an addiction. I want to be obsessively compulsively um, choosing choice, more choice, yes. more expansion. Right in the COP Choice of Possibilities uh, class uh, in Milan, uh, because um, the invitation that you're being with uh, all all around the world, and thank you for this, not just for me. Thank you for being it for other people so it's a better world to live in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As I like to be. <laughs> exactly. And that's it. And I thank you guys for being it too because it's like I can't do it all, nor do I think I can, nor do I want to. And I'm so grateful for you guys and these other beautiful people out there doing that, like going, hey, I'm willing to do what I can to contribute. I'm willing to do what I can to show people there's a different possibility. And, and I love that idea. Just, you know, people, uh, just to say that lightness, the lightness that Dr. Dane is talking about, even if it's a little flutter, a little flitter, I don't even know what that is, in, uh, of lightness, you can no longer deny that lightness is a possibility. So it doesn't have to be, you know, bombastic in one full sweep. Just know the more you're willing to expand upon even the slight appearance of a little bit of wild, means that you can never be only mild again in your life, you know? So true. And that I think is, I'm so glad you brought that up because people have this idea that there's going to be one choice that they make that changes everything or one process they'll run or one thing they do or one class or whatever. No, what this, the way this works, the way consciousness works, because access consciousness is about accessing your consciousness. And we have this definition for consciousness, which Consciousness is where everyone and everything exists and no one and nothing is judged. And the way we do that is it compounds over time. This is part of the beauty of it. And I've been doing Access 19 years and I tell people this because it's so different than anything else I had ever done. Everything else I'd ever done, I got to a plateau and couldn't go any further and couldn't get any happier, lighter, couldn't change much more. And with Access, I will have one awareness or change one thing and it creates as much change as the last 19 years did. But it's from that consistent every day, I'm going to look at what's like for me and I'm going to ask myself, okay, if I were truly creating my life today, what would I choose right away? And what can I choose that's light today? Because we have choices, they're right in front of us. And if we would just look and if a great question you can ask yourself is, if I choose this, what will my life be like in five years? lighter or heavier, like more expensive or less. And if I don't choose this, what will my life be like in five years? And if we allow ourselves to choose those things that are lighter when we ask that question, that's the path we start to go on. And so it's really a compounding effect that occurs, which is why I said you get lighter and lighter and lighter. And you don't go back to the doldrums because it requires too much energy and too much of you twisting you into something that you're not, which is what we do with love a lot of times, by the way. This idea of love. What's is, love got to do with it? Got uh-huh. to do with it. <laughs> What's love? A sweet old-fashioned notion. I just want to get together on a podcast with you where you just sing the whole thing. Go, awesome. Go, baby. Bring it on. <laughs> well, what people do is they we have this weird idea that if we truly find somebody who loves us, then we've arrived and we get to be a complete being and everything in our life will work except anybody who has ever found anybody under that pretense knows it does not work. So the idea that 
that the love of another will fulfill us is one of the most distracting things that we can choose. And yet, of course, we have this desire for connection with other people, and we should have that, but we can't truly have it until we love ourselves, or as I would like to say, until we truly have intimacy with ourselves, which is where we honor ourselves, we trust ourselves, we have vulnerability with us, meaning we look at ourselves and go, hey, I got cool stuff going on, I got some shitty stuff going on, I'm not hiding any of it from me anymore. Here I am, warts and all. Um, allowance for us, which is where we don't judge us and everything is just an interesting point of view, not right, not wrong. And then gratitude for us, where we're like, wow, I like you. And once we have that with ourselves, then we can finally have it with somebody else. What we keep trying to do is we've misidentified what intimacy is and we think intimacy occurs when you put your body parts together. No, that's copulation. That's a whole different story. And that we're not even going to get into right now because we could do six episodes on just that or 20 or a thousand. But this idea is a different possibility for us to actually stop looking outside of us. But once again, for every concept of consciousness, there's a concept in this reality that fucks it up. So with the idea where I say, if we would stop looking outside of us, a lot of people go, oh, well, then you're going to be selfish. <clears throat> no, not when you do this from consciousness. When you stop looking outside of you from consciousness, you look at you with no judgment and you actually start to become more of a contribution. You become more, you become greater in your relationships. You become more of a, have more ability to contribute to the people that are in your life, including if you have an enjoyable other. <clears throat> this is, so we have to realize that, that, for every concept that we talk about that is this possibility, there will be somebody who goes, yeah, but that's, no, you're going to be selfish. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. Yeah, that's this reality's point of view. It's this limited world we've been living in. What we're looking at is something beyond this reality that's actually got space, lightness, joy, and a sense of being able to change things and possibilities to it. And if you want to sell fish, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I'm sorry. <laughs> to be corny. Anyway, I'm not selfish. I just am willing to sell fish. That's all. I know you misunderstood me. I am a fish salesperson. Exactly. I am not selfish. No, no. Yeah. And how many of us go into the, you know, to the love to sex? We we came up with this because uh, how? What is it? What are the drugs that you use to distract you from you? Yes. You know? And, and that you use to limit and diminish your wild into something average, normal, real, and mild. Yes. And can I also say, because this just popped while you were saying that, this, there is, let's get this for a moment. There is truly no judgment here. And in what we all desire to bring forth into people's lives in the world. So one of the most judgeable things you can do is drugs. Okay. And so, and so, but, and here's the interesting part. If, and a lot of people do it just because so many other people judge it and they think they're wrong for it. And then a lot of people get together with other people that have that same thing. Like, huh, we do this and all normal people judge us for it. So we're right for doing it. This is how we're going to not be normal. And it's like, it reminds me of um, Gary Douglas, the founder of access. He tells this story about, his son who wanted to wear these particular shorts, his particular shirt, these particular shoes and this hat. And he said, dad, I want these things. I am an individual. 
And then his five friends came over and they were all dressed exactly the same way. And so <laughs> it's, you know, it's this thing where we're like, no, we're a different subculture. We're a counterculture to the main culture. Well, yeah, but if you're doing that from resistance and reaction, or you're doing it from resistance to the judgments that other people give you or them making you wrong and all that sort of stuff, you're still being owned by their limited points of view and their judgments because whether you make them real and true and you align and agree and make them right or you resist and react to try to make them wrong, you're still stuck in that. The only place that truly exists of freedom is the place of interesting point of view, which we would call allowance, which is where you're not doing it from judgment and resistance. You're doing it from the choice, realizing you have choice and it's okay. Because what if even drugs were not judged? What if sex was not judged? What if love were not judged? What, um, you know, it's so funny. Years after starting um, exploring the tools of access, I had a really deep and profound question, which is, what the heck is choice? <laughs> <laughs> that is a very, it, you have no idea. That, oh, actually, you do. That is a very deep and profound question. <laughs> I was seizing a little bit about it, but it was like, do I even know what choice is? And so this, you know, for our listeners, uh, you you have it, just like the joy we were talking about, you have it. And um, what is choice, Dr. Here? Well, it's the awareness that anything can be changed. And what choice actually is, is that moment you get to where you go, okay, I will do something different here. And it's that moment of that moment of changing, um, changing tracks, if you will, or changing course. It's like, it's that moment where you, you turn the wheel on the Titanic to the right, just a little bit and start veering in a different direction, going in a different course uh, on a different course. But the recognition of, I truly have the capacity to change the things in my life that I would like to be different is, is where that comes from. And the other part though is, is you may not have that sense. And a lot of people walk around without that sense, which is why I think so much of the world seems so unhappy because if you lose hope that you can change what's going on either personally or in the relationships in your life or worldwide, that's a recipe for, for that's because you believe you don't have choice and can't contribute to the change. And so there's a world of people who don't truly realize they have choice. And so you're saying it, I'm saying it, hey, you have choice. And one of the greatest things we can do is just go on the path, use some of the tools you have available, access or otherwise, to try to change some things and then see if it starts feeling different to you once you make the choice to make a different, uh, to make a different choice. Um, once you make the choice to, to change tracks and, and change the, the path you're on and see if that makes you feel lighter at all. And this will start to be your guide is, okay, I'm asking to change this now. Okay, I've been looking, I've been struggling with this drug addiction forever. And I'm asking to change it now. Does it make you lighter at all? Or I've been struggling in this relationship. I've been struggling with the lack of money forever. Okay, I'm going to find some way to change this. Does it make you lighter at all? If it does, that's actually what's true for you. This idea of not being able to change it is what's alive for you, but that's what makes you heavy. And all those heavinesses compound to create heaviness that we don't think we can get beyond. The way to change it is to look at one little piece that you can change every single day. 
Absolutely. And knowing that just asking those questions, and this is a phrase that you coined for me anyway, um, that what is it that changes your reality and how is it, it shows up? The Dr. Dane awareness that just buzzes around the world now, it's your point of view that creates yep. your reality. And I remember when you said that years and years ago, and it was like, wow. So if we could just turn from east to west, we'd be looking at the sunrise or the sunset. It'd be a different reality, right? Yeah, exactly that. And, and this is one of the biggest things that if we can just embrace it even a little bit, because it's way bigger than any of us realizes. And, you know, if we can just recognize that because we have a point of view about something, that's why it shows up that way. And like, for example, and then what people do. So um, let's say, you know, we talked about swimming in carrot soup of other people's reality. So let's say, let's go with the, the um, money thing, for example, or any of these things that we're talking about. Um, and, and you come up with the idea that it's a struggle to get there. It's, well, a lot of times you bought that from your mom and dad. So now that's your point of view that you have or from somebody else. It doesn't matter. So now that's the point of view you have. So that's now the experience you have that shows up because your point of view creates your reality. This is a point of view you had bought and adopted. So now money is a struggle. And then you use that experience of money being a struggle to further solidify the point of view that money is a struggle. What? And what we've seen in Access, all three of us, what we've seen is friggin' miracles. I mean, literally the thing Monish talked about, which is way bigger than most people think you can affect. We were in a class. He brought up the thing about being gay is illegal in India. You can be thrown in jail. People are killing people for this. And I went, okay, everybody, we contribute. And we did this contribution that we, you know, we can ask for people's contribution. And we did. And with this particular class, the people were willing to have it to such a degree that literally three months later, it changed in all of India with the judge apologizing. Now, if you would have gone from, now look at, see, for me, I don't have a point of view that miracles can occur. So what happens in my life? Miracles occur all the time. For me and people I talk to and people around me and, and you guys, and I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And so we got to, and so part of what the gift of access tools is, including the bars, is to change the limited points of view that make your life suck or that make them not show up the way you would like it to. Because let's face it, a lot of people's lives suck. Your life doesn't have to suck. Could be friggin' awesome, but you have to change the point of view of all uh, of the things that you've decided are real that make it suck. Because they're not real, they're just our choice. Absolutely. And, you know, I love listening to, Dane uh, does so many things. Please, if you're joining us now or forgot it, please check out the website, Dr. Dane here. Um, dot com d a i n d r d a i n h e e r dot com. You can also check out returnofthegentleman.com. dot com. such a generous um, contributor uh, to the world and to consciousness. There's some uh, great um, uh, freebies on there, and uh, they're gifts. Even if you're paying for something with Dr. Dane, it is still a gift because it does um, gift to you and it gifts to the world. Uh, so please do check out Return of the Gentleman. And just think, what would it be like to have a gentleman like him in your life? That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So you could just listen to this show again and again, because as I will. Uh, this is my Southern thing coming out. We, we, we <laughs> roll sometime. Uh, 
Um, we've, um, we've just got a few minutes uh, to go. I don't know. I, I did stop time for a while, but... Uh, <laughs> it started up again, darn it. <laughs> and um, I just... Uh, we just got a couple of minutes. And you... What would you love to inspire in our listeners about choosing with ease the tracks changing from mild to wild a little contribution section it can be a short it's all been a contribution so i don't it's just stupid to say but anyway i don't mind saying well, <laughs> well let's what i'd like to do is i'd like to take about 60 to 70 seconds and have everybody close their eyes if they will and i'm going to ask you to let the universe that wants to contribute to you in Every molecule in the universe has consciousness and we've been trying to shut it out. We've been trying to be alone. We've been trying to see this world as something that is not truly beautiful for us, even though we know it exists somewhere. We see it in nature. We see it in animals. We see it in if we have a kind person in our life, but we often separate ourselves from that. And so what I'd ask you to do just for the next few moments is lower all the walls and barriers and expand the space out that you occupy if that's appropriate to or feels good and let it in and acknowledge that there is this beautiful world available to you and beautiful not from cutting out what's ugly but beautiful from embracing everything the good the bad and the ugly with no judgment and no point of view and if you'll do that just for another few seconds um, you may notice something. And each time you listen to the show, you may notice it being a little different, expanding a little bit more. And the other thing that I would ask you to do is ask yourself for every difficulty in your life, what beautiful energy is underneath this? And what can I choose that will allow me to choose it? And also for the difficulties and the things that seem like yuck, ask yourself, what beautiful energy am I hiding with this? And just see what shows up in that. Because if you start to access that beautiful thing that you be, the world around you starts to take on a different tone and starts to actually have a sense of you being included in it and you being included in the possibilities. And then the problems seem less relevant and more possibilities exist. And feel free to open your eyes whenever you want. And uh, if you would allow this energy to keep running. Um, and I know a lot of people out there are like, I don't get energy. That's okay. I didn't either. And now I facilitate it. Most of the people who don't get energy, it's because at some point they got so much, they decided it was overwhelming. So they shut it off. I wonder if you'd be willing to open up your awareness of it again. Because if you do, you'll actually allow it. You'll have it as a guide that subtle awareness of when something is light or heavy, when it feels great to do it or not. And then you'll be able to navigate your life as if by magic. Thank, Thank you. Love, you. love you so much. Thank you so much. And, you know, I just want to say this episode is called Mild to Wild. So what have you, that was wild. And it's something that we perceive as mild. Would you be willing to be wild like Dr. Dane here? That was so delicious and delightful. I love you. Love you. And Thank you both. And Thank I love you both so much. You. Thank you so much. I'm just 
bless it, bless it, child, bless it. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise me. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> uh, God loves the Got it all going on. And, and Laheim, just saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't leave anybody out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Much Thanks, love guys. once again. Uh, join Dr. Dane anywhere in the world. It will be a pleasure and it will change your life. It's certainly changing ours. Thank you, Dr. Dane. Thanks, guys. I've imagination. That's our show for now. I'm Cass Thomas. Be sure to join me and Monish Malotra next week for another thought-provoking program on Beyond Love, Sex, and Other Drugs. We're live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Let it walk along my body streets Wearing dreams upon my face Look at me